Hey, I'm Tom Power. I'm the host of the podcast Q with Tom Power, where we talk to all kinds of artists, actors, writers, musicians, painters. We had Green Day on the other day talking about their huge album, American Idiot. Nicole Byer came on to talk about ADHD and comedy. And then there's Dan Levy. While we were talking about filmmaking, we talked about his insecurities. I sometimes feel like I have this desire to, like, perform, to be a version of myself that people might like. Listen to Q with Tom Power to hear your favorite artists as they truly are wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello and welcome to Laugh Out Loud. I'm your host, Ali Hassan. We'll kick things off today with a set from a very funny comedian and a buddy of mine, Rob Bebenick. Old Bebsy has performed Just for Laughs, the Winnipeg Comedy Festival, and he was a finalist in SiriusXM's Top Comic. We recorded him a few years back at the Icebreakers Festival in Niagara-on-the-Lake, and here he is now, Rob Bevanick. I see some of you are wearing masks and some of you aren't. That's great. I'm glad we're at the point where people are allowed to make their, their, their own decisions on it. Their own. Uh, I had COVID already. I had it a month ago, so I'm good. Feel free to spit in my mouth on the way out. <laughs> Good. I'm still fresh, fresh from it. Inside a month, I feel invincible. I uh, I didn't have like I had it super mild, right? It was a, it was a very uh, casual COVID for me, I guess. Because I I got all my shots, right? It was easy for me. I, I I got I got all my shots. I got my booster, all that. Got COVID, handled it pretty well. Um, I had no choice but to get all my shots. I because I'm far too stupid not to. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't know the first thing about it. Like, the smart people were like, you should take this. And I was like, yeah, good point. Like, I don't... I don't... I don't know. That's why I don't understand the do-your-own-research crap. I don't understand... You should do your own research. I'm like, I, I, I don't know how. What do you mean? What research are you doing? Show me your work. What do you... Was I gonna rent a storage locker and get some beakers and be like, yeah, yeah, just give me a couple of days, I'll figure it out. I got this. I don't know what the first ingredient is. What is it, salt? I don't know. Salt's in a lot of things. That's a good starter, I think. It's liquidy. Is water? Is it... Do I put water in the vaccine? I got salt and water. How close am I? I don't know. That's why I feel bad for doctors and scientists. Like, they, they took it on the chin through COVID more than anyone, right? Imagine you worked that hard your entire life, right? You don't get, you don't get into med school being a good kid for one year at the end of high school, right? You gotta be a good kid the whole time. You get better and better and better, and then you get into an undergrad, and then you take a postgrad, and then you get into med school, and then like 40 years later, they're like, yeah, you can touch people now. (laughs) 
and science, they have their own version of that. I'd explain it to you, I'm not that smart, right? <laughs> but imagine you worked that hard, right? And then all of a sudden, a pandemic comes and you get hit and everyone's like, you gotta help us! And like, doctors and nurses, and they're, they're just working as hard as they can, and scientists are doing everything they can, and, and they, they, they come up with a vaccine in record time, they're like, we got it! We got the thing, here you go! And some jackass with truck nuts on his F-150's like... <laughs> I think I'll do my own research. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this. Uh, you ever notice that your friends who are really into conspiracies are also never your smart friends? <laughs> You know, it's never, the same. it's never that girl, you know, that went to Yale, right? It's never your buddy who's got a civil engineering degree from a prestigious university. It's always your buddy uh, that struggled to finish high school. <laughs> and not because he was a bad kid, but just because the curriculum was legitimately challenging for him. <laughs> just like, oh no, I'm, I, I made Saskatchewan and Manitoba the same color again. <laughs> Side note, if you're a geography teacher, bravo. <laughs> Bro, you have pulled off the most magnificent scam in Canadian education history. You have somehow convinced everybody that it takes nine months to teach that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. I took geography in high school, I know what you cover. Week one, color the maps. Week two, sedimentary rock. Week three, countries and populations and flags. Week four, pick a country. Week five, present. Yeah, uh, this, this is Greece. Um, this is Greece's flag and population. Greece is known for the Olympics and mishandling money. Here's some baklava, you may go now. I miss old people too. Like, I mean, I mean like the elderly, like really, like you don't see them anymore, right? You don't, they're still hiding. They're like, I got no! I miss them, they're my favorite people on earth. They truly are, they're the, they're the best people on earth. Uh, you wanna know why I love them? Cause they've been around long enough that they don't care about our rules anymore. <laughs> they've been on the earth long enough that they're like, what are you gonna do, I'm 95. There's nothing you can, you want proof? You ever see a man in his 90s wait in line at the bank? <laughs> no. 
He just walks to the front and pretends he doesn't know what a line is anymore. He just walks up and puts his hands on the counter and the teller's just like, I'm so sorry, sir. If you just, if you just look behind you, if you just, just behind, there's a line. And he just looks around and pretends like he doesn't know what those words mean anymore. Until somebody in the lineup is just like, it's fine, just let him go. In his head, he's like, I know what a line is, I'm banking you idiots. came across this elderly woman at a grocery store recently. Uh, it was pre-pandemic, uh, and she was standing at one of those olive bars, right? This tiny little, like, 92-year-old woman, maybe 100 pounds soaking wet, standing at one of those fancy olive bars. You remember before when you were allowed to put your own olives? <laughs> they don't trust us with that anymore, right? <laughs> nope. And she was standing there all by herself, just mucking olives, just <laughs> hands in the tubs. I'm fairly certain that's how this whole thing started. <laughs> She's just going to town, right? And she wasn't picking out her favorite to see. She was just like, you know what? I'm 92 and I don't pay for olives anymore. <laughs> I know she didn't care because I caught her. In the, I shouldn't say I caught her, I should say we locked eyes for a second and she just looked back at me like, what are you gonna do about it? I was petrified. I had a hundred pounds on this woman, I was terrified. I walked away like a cat, what was I gonna do? Explain the olive purchasing process to her? I, I, I know that they look like they're free men, but we put them in tubs and they weigh them. That's how we pay. No, I walked away like a cow, all right? I turned down another aisle. There was another even older man. I don't know if they were working in tandem or not. But this guy was pushing a shopping cart with one hand and with his free hand grabbing cured meats off the shelves and sticking them in his sweatpants pockets. <laughs> And right away, my brain's just like, you gotta, you gotta tell him this, you can't let that, he's stealing. And then another part of my brain's like, you can't walk away from the olive bar lady and tattle on this guy. <laughs> also, who are you gonna tell? You're at the grocery store. You gonna tell the 15-year-old stock boy what's happening? <laughs> Excuse me, young man, there's elderly people stealing your olives and cured meats. And he's just gonna look back at me and be like, dude, I show up baked, I take bread off the shelf, I walk around, I put it back on the shelf. That's how I get through my day. I, uh, I don't know. Did, uh, did anybody, uh, did anybody get fat for the pandemic? <laughs> nice. Very enthusiastic fat clap over there, by the way. What about fit? Anybody go the other way, get ultra fit? Yes. Nice. Good on you. Good on both of you. You're very enthusiastic, less enthusiastic. That's fine. <laughs>
You're, you're, you're less of a showboater, that's fine. Uh, I, I did both. Uh, I know some of you guys are looking at me like, right, which one is he now? This man is not self-aware, is he? No, I did, I kept, I kept going up and down with the numbers, right? Like the numbers were high and they're like, don't go anywhere, don't do anything. I'm like, I have a full liquor cabinet, I'm gonna do something. <laughs> got big. Then we came out of first lockdown, I was like, I gotta see people again, I got fit. Uh, then, uh, then I got big again when we went back into lockdown. Then I got fit again. Uh, and then we went back in and then I, I, we came out again and I was trying to get fit. I gave myself a hernia. <laughs> Had to get surgery on it. Uh, a few days after surgery, Jeff Paul smacked me in the gut. The guy, yeah, the, the guy was up at the start who was running the festival, yeah, he just, he's like, this will be funny. Uh, it bled for 12 hours, got infected. Uh, long and the short of it is I'm struggling to come back. And, uh, and I, it sucks because I don't want to go to the gym. I hate the gym and I hate people who like the gym. Like, people who love the gym, you know what I'm talking about? Like, people like, oh, I love the gym, oh. <laughs> it's a bath, I love it. Get my endorphins going, I just love a gym, it's a bath, oh. <laughs> Like that counts as a personality? I don't like going to a building where there's that much people better than me in the building, right? Like, I don't like looking over on the treadmill and seeing that guy who's just full tilt sprint on the treadmill for like an hour straight, has one bead of sweat coming up. I'm sweating, standing still, talking to you. I look over this guy just gunning it, one bead of sweat, and he's one of those people who have no body fat, like they don't have an ounce of, like, like most people strive for a six pack. This guy's got 12, right? Right, like he's got these muscles, like, right this way, like, you know what I mean? I just look at those people, I'm like, go home, you're done. You did it, congratulations. Job well done, you completed the task, go home. This place isn't for you. It's for people like me, okay? It's for people like me who love themselves enough to try and tack on a couple of good years at the end, but not enough that you'll stop poisoning yourselves a little bit every single night and then extra on weekends until you're laying on the floor eating a burger and your loved ones are filming and be like, you're gonna see what you're like in the morning, you piece of garbage. <laughs> the gym is for people like me who's taking a look at his family lineage, who's looked at his dad and his uncles and realizes what happens to a Bebenik over time, okay? All the Bebeniks are square until we're pear, all right? We're all just stocky little buggers and then one day this all settles here and you die with a beer rested on your gut. That's the life cycle of a Bebenik. The only thing I'm trying to do at the gym is to just push off getting fat a little bit. Just push it down the road. All I'm trying to do is continue to look kind of good naked. That's it. <laughs> From any angle, okay? Because we'll do, we'll trick ourselves. We will, we'll trick ourselves into finding the right angle. We'll find our favorite mirror in the right angle. We're just like, yeah, I still look good. <laughs> 
so sexy, yeah. But you'll catch yourself, you will. You will, one day you'll just be coming out of the shower and, uh, and you'll go to grab your towel, but you'll forget to flex and suck in, right? <laughs> you just get the towel because you think you're alone. And then as you're doing it, you'll catch yourself in the mirror out of the corner of your eye. You'll just be like... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no one should have to have sex with that. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. My name is Rob Evans. You guys are the best. Have a great night. That was Rob Bevanick recorded in 2022. Rob is presently on the injured reserve list of comedians, and it's not a hernia. He tore his hamstring a few months ago and hasn't been able to get on stage for about three months. But while he's recuperating at home, it would be really terrific if you could head online and pick up his fantastic comedy album, Everything Is Fine. All right, two quick announcements for you today. First, Laugh Out Loud will be hosting a live gala at the Okanagan Comedy Festival in Kelowna on Friday, October 27th. This festival was postponed in August because of wildfires, but it is now back with a stellar lineup of performers. Also on November 22nd, Laugh Out Loud is going to be in Winnipeg to record a live show at the Gas Station Theatre. And you can find more info and your tickets for both shows on our website, cbc.ca slash laugh out loud. Hey, it's me, Gavin Crawford. Every week, I'll quiz comedians about the headlines. Do you worry about kids being exposed to drag? I grew up going to see men in dresses singing every Sunday and we had to give them money, okay? <laughs> I wish they were singing show tunes and had some makeup and their hair done, right? It would have been way better. If the news has you screaming into the void, we can help with that. Because news is available on CBC Listen and everywhere you get your podcasts. Let's get back to our show. You may have seen this performer a few years ago when she appeared on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson from the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Here is Lark Miller. Thank you, Winnipeg. Um, I'm really happy to be here. I get to perform at so many different places as a stand-up comedian. Um, I recently got to perform at my very first bachelor party. Actually, that's it too. It was my first time performing stand-up at a bachelor party. Um, I have no idea how that happened. Were those guys tossing around ideas for entertainment? Like, hey guys, we could go down to a strip club. Or we could hire a dancer to come down here. Wait a minute, you guys. You know what I think would be a lot of fun? Is if we were to hire a woman to come down and voice her opinion for an hour. (laughs) What do you say, guys? Best bachelor party ever. Last chance to get berated by a strange woman. Um, They filmed the whole thing. Those guys are in so much trouble if their wives and girlfriends see the video. Because, like, they did things with me I know they don't do with their significant others at home. Like, they listened to all my stories and laughed at all my jokes. Yeah, I'd totally call off my wedding if I caught my fiancé doing that with a strange woman. Oh. Um, I'm 
single. I was on a date. I thought it was going really well until he told me that he believes that the world is flat. He's a flat earther. He still believes it's round, but just like a, like a pizza round. So I asked him, like, if the world is flat, how come we don't just fall off of it? He's like, that's a really good question. The reason we don't fall off of the flat earth is because there's a wall of ice around the flat earth that holds everything in. And that's why we really need to fight global warming. I'm like, you believe in global warming, but you don't believe in globes? supposed to call it global warming anymore. It's climate change, which means that sometimes it gets warmer, sometimes it gets colder, which I think we used to call seasons. <laughs> But uh, he didn't convince me that the world is flat. I believe what I have always believed about the world, and that is that the world is round, hollow, and filled with aliens that control our banks. So um, we went Dutch on our date. If, if you guys don't know what that means, what it means when you go Dutch is when you go for your purse, he lets you. Like, um, when he asked me out, he didn't say, hey, I would really love to watch you buy yourself a sandwich one evening in a restaurant I choose while I educate you about the flat earth. Um, I was kind of okay with it until we left the restaurant and um, a homeless man came up to my date and he asked him for some money for food. My date handed him a 20. My sandwich is only $14. He bought dinner for another man while he was on a date with me. And then he tried to talk me into going back to his place. It's getting kind of late. I just said, no, I think I'm going to go home. Um, but you know who does need a place to stay tonight? Uh, yeah, I'm sure that guy you bought dinner for earlier would love to take you up on the offer. Um, as, a, as a woman, I, I know that I can do anything that a man can do. But there's just some things I don't want to do. Um, I have a friend that uh, she won't let men open doors for her. She won't uh, let them carry heavy boxes. And she says that women won't have equal rights until we're drafted into the army. Okay. Opening doors, carrying heavy things, getting drafted into the army, those aren't rights. Those are obligations. <laughs> My grandmother marched for opportunities, not for more duties. <laughs> so, uh, this one woman, she decided to run a marathon while it was her time of the month with no protection. And she said she did this on behalf of all women to show the entire world that women could do anything. I think I speak for a couple billion women that would like to get out of doing things once a month. <laughs> But no, this woman has to go free bleed a 26-mile run and ruin it for the rest of us. 
able to send a guy in the middle of the night to go get me pecan praline ice cream with no questions asked. So, I um, I do like a gentleman, but I've noticed that that guy at the end of the night that you've never met before that offers to walk you to your car is often way creepier than anybody you've met walking to your car by yourself. <laughs> and like, you can't say no to him, like especially if it's a really rough neighborhood. Because that's like saying, I would rather die than be alone with you. <laughs> oh. um, sometimes uh, when I'm in the grocery store and I have a little extra time on my hands, I like to take a loaf of bread up to customer service and ask, is this bread available in a toast? This woman came up to me after a show. She was pretty upset. She accused me of telling dumb blonde jokes. It offended her. She told me that she was a natural blonde, and she didn't think that I was a natural blonde or that I shouldn't be telling blonde jokes. So, like, she wasn't actually offended by my material. She was more offended by my cultural appropriation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not naturally blonde or stupid. Um, uh, I read that um, activists, some activists want to cancel math because they said that math is racist. I, I have no idea how they came to this conclusion. Was some activist thinking, I really hate racism. It's terrible. It's horrible. And I hate math. <laughs> math must be racist. <laughs> they say that uh, math reinforces white supremacy. Uh, nothing says white supremacy like Arabic numerals. Um, yeah. I've never met a white guy named Ali Gibra before. So I, uh, I like to think of myself as a feminist, but I find that I clash with a lot of other feminists because I'm not really politically correct. Um, I recently got into a fight with a male feminist. I find that they are the most militant feminists out there. I don't want to say he was unattractive, but he would have been so much prettier if he smiled. Um, yeah. He told me gender is just a social construct. I'm like, you need to go construct me a sandwich. Um, he said a lot of stuff to me. I don't, I don't even remember what he said, because he was wearing this really tight shirt, and his man boobs were like all over the place. Like, guys, you can't dress like that if you want to be taken seriously as feminists. Um, I lost the fight with him. It wasn't fair, though. Like, he started crying. <laughs> and, like, I'm completely helpless when a man turns on the waterworks in front of me. Like, you just get this really strong urge to mother him. 
I'm like, when I say I want to mother a guy, it's not like I want to hug him and give him a cookie. Like, I wanted to mother him. Like, I wanted to spank him with a wooden spoon. <laughs> Thank you for having me here tonight. Comedian, actress, and writer, that is Lark Miller, and you can check her out at larkmiller.com to see more of her work. And that is our show. My thanks today to sound engineers Brian Harder, Doug Doctor, Kyle Kudasevich, and Jared Hillel, and a special thanks to my producer, Lee Pitts. And thank you for listening to Laugh Out Loud. My name is Ali Hassan. I'll see you back here real soon. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.